Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nall here with another episode of the Clovis Culture Podcast. Today's episode is a special episode because it's kind of a surprise episode. I didn't actually plan on releasing this as a podcast. Today, all of you, my listeners, are going to get a behind-the-scenes look at an I Am Clovis group coaching call. As you may or may not know, I have an I Am Clovis membership inside the Clovis website. This gives members access to exclusive discounts on over 30 plus brands, everything from wine to groceries to blue blockers to fitness equipment to nutritional supplements and much, much more. It gives members an automatic 10% discount on everything in the Clovis store, including my brand new Clovis Complete Daily Superfood Powder and my brand new Clovis Essential Electrolytes Hydration Drink Mix and custom nutrition plans. The membership also gets you access to educational videos and playlists, access to my favorite fitness protocols, my favorite supplements, my favorite podcasts, and my favorite reading lists, and much, much more. It's just chock full of information, and part of that membership is access to a weekly group coaching call inside the I Am Clovis private Facebook group. These calls happen every Tuesday night, but are generally not available to the public. This past Tuesday night, I was recording the Facebook Live, and Facebook failed on me four different times. Just kicked me off the live, interrupted me mid-stream of thought, and it was really quite annoying for the viewers and quite annoying for me. And I just decided to grab all of the audio from the four separate videos and turn them into this podcast so you can listen to it as one cohesive piece of content. This particular episode was just loaded with a lot of valuable information. We cover turmeric, we cover how to recover from the Thanksgiving feast, we talk about fitness, minimum effective dose, body weight demand training, we talk about female hormones, we talk about perimenopause, we talk about the absolute epidemic of chronic undereating in America, particularly among women that is just destroying their health and wellness, all sorts of things. It was just loaded with information and I'm thrilled to share this with the general public and also to give you an example of the kind of value being put out inside the I Am Clovis members only community. If you like what you hear in this episode, you can visit IamClovis.com slash join. That's J-O-I-N. Again, IamClovis.com slash join. And you can join the I Am Clovis membership platform, and again, get access to all the exclusive deals I told you about, all the educational materials, and access to this weekly group coaching call within the private I Am Clovis Facebook group, and membership is $27 per month, and honestly, if you buy two Clovis products a month, the discounts on those products alone pay for your membership, so it's essentially a free membership, if I'm being honest. So again, check out IamClovis.com slash join, and we can add you to the very next group coaching call this coming Tuesday night, and I really hope to see you there. Until then, enjoy this episode of the Clovis Culture Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look at an I Am Clovis private group coaching call. Enjoy. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. I know that leaving a podcast review can be quite tricky, so I have made this as easy as possible for you. All you have to do is visit ratethispodcast.com slash Clovis. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash Clovis.
I've also included this link in the show notes, so you can just click that link and it will show you a list of podcast platforms. Select your favorite podcast platform and you will see step-by-step on-screen instructions for exactly how to leave a podcast review. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps and it truly means the world to me. Thank you. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. All right, I think we're live. Are we live? Okay, cool. I think so. What's up, everybody? So, here I am in my fancy pants podcast studio in downtown Boulder, Colorado. Fancy pants studio with a bunch of soundproofing and a ring light set up and amazing microphones on boom arms and headphones and an amazing mixing board, for which I neglected to bring the adapter that connects the mixing board and microphones into my MacBook. Therefore, we're gonna be using the built-in microphone on the MacBook Pro today because, well, shit, I screwed up. No big deal, right? Uh, The mountain house is like 40 minutes away from here and it's on top of a mountain. So uh, I realized this about 20 minutes ago that I didn't have the proper adapter. So hopefully this sounds okay. Let's be honest, MacBook Pros are freaking amazing. It's probably gonna sound great. By the way, you guys crushed it on questions today. Um, Really, really good questions. I have that Google form. You guys can always submit questions. You can submit questions all throughout the week whenever you want to. And um, and I see them. I usually dig into them about an hour before I come here on the, on the call just to get an idea of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And this is awesome. You guys really, really crushed it with questions. We cover everything from turmeric to Thanksgiving to female hormones. And it's going to be great. So also, just a heads up for you guys, there's going to be um, some refunds happening on the Clovis Superfood. So basically, well, potentially refunds happening. There are some of you that ordered the Superfood later, and I was already sold out. Now, I didn't know this, that by default, a lot of these store settings that I have set up, my, my website is built on Shopify, and some of those default store settings will actually allow people to buy products even when they're out of stock if I don't specifically tell the system not to do that. So... I didn't specifically tell the system not to do that. So I think I sold something like 80 units of the superfood powder that I don't have. Sorry about that. So I'm going to contact everybody who that was. I wish I knew your names off the top of my head and I could just tell you right here on the on the video, but I can't do that. Um, so you're going to get an email from me. And basically what I'm going to do is say, I can either refund you your money right now, and then I can let you know when the superfood comes again, because I'm going to have more superfood by December 23rd. The latest is what I've been promised, but I never trust manufacturers. Shady sons of bitches, right? So um, we'll see. Hopefully I have thousands more units by Christmas, by Christmas Eve, I would hope, uh, well, the 23rd, so a couple of days before Christmas, whatever. So hopefully I have a couple thousand units of that and uh, a few thousand units of the electrolytes as well. Also considering making a 90 serving version of the electrolytes because people seem to be flying through the electrolytes, which is fantastic because um, I recommend, I, the, the what one serving of, of electrolytes is essential electrolytes. I actually recommend that you get four to seven times more of that depending on how you're doing things. But again, like you don't want to put, if I put, you know, 4,000 milligrams of sodium in a single serving of that scooper, I mean, you're going to be headed straight to the bathroom, right? So you need a lot of electrolytes throughout the day, but you need to space them out uh, every few hours or so. So I tend to take electrolytes first thing in the morning, and then I tend to take electrolytes post-workout, and sometimes I'll take electrolytes at night. So like I drink a lot of these electrolytes, and just so you know, I'm feeling your pain. I'm about out of electrolytes, and I don't even have them for myself, 
which is crazy. Somebody contacted me about superfoods today. I was like, look, man, I wish I could hook you up. I was a friend of mine. I'm like, I don't even have superfoods for me. Like the superfood powder is just completely sold out. Um, I've never even seen the superfood powder personally in real life. I have not seen this yet. It's just insanity. Like these things sold so quickly, so much faster than I could have ever imagined. It's been nuts. The um, masterclass is being built out behind the scenes. So we're going to be close to the coaches, coaching certification program is probably not very far away, which is awesome. Another thing I want to talk to you guys about is a very specific type of podcast I'm going to be doing. So part of the reason I got this podcast studio is so I can ramp up content. I'm going to be doing a lot more stuff with myself, just recording in a podcast studio, just Justin episodes. I'm going to be interviewing a lot of people and I'm going to be asking you guys for questions as I interview these people. For instance, um, I have a plastic surgeon coming on the show and I think that would be great. And she works basically mostly exclusively with women um, and she's just a next level plastic surgeon. I mean, she's up there with some of the best plastic surgeons in like Beverly Hills, right? So she's, she's next level and can answer all your questions. And there's a lot of women in this group that have talked about, um, getting breast implants removed or tummy tucks or Botox or all these things. I think it's really important that we discuss the pros and cons of that and talk about how dangerous it is to bargain hunt when you're looking for something like plastic surgery. I think of plastic surgery, like I think of tattoos, right? You don't want to find the cheapest game in town and go there for your tattoo. Like you just don't want to do that. You, your price should not be an object when you're getting a tattoo, in my opinion. Um, but anyway, I think that's going to be great. And I want you guys to submit me questions. So I'll probably hit you up in the I Am Clovis group have you hit me with some questions for her beforehand so she can kind of prep and make sure she tackles everything that you guys want to talk about. Um, there's another woman coming on named Zora who makes these amazing bars called Wild Zora Bars, W-I-L-D-Z-O-R-A. They're incredible. Next level delicious. They make like epic bars, taste like garbage compared to that. They're just so good. And she's amazing. She's got an amazing story. She's a mom who built this company herself, just wanting healthy snacks for her kids. So I'll probably ask her some questions from you guys about raising healthy kids and how to handle peer pressure and all these things and these social events that people go to. So I think that'll be amazing. And then also you guys may have seen um, my buddy, Matt Chandler, who lives up in the Magic Mountain House, uh, just launched his CBD gummy brand. So I've been taking these gummies every day that are really cool. It's just a low dose uh, CBD, which some people like much better than the high dose stuff. So I've been doing a little gummy each day that's 25 milligrams of CBD. And there's an I am Clovis code there too. You can check out the Clovis Culture Instagram. Um, you can go there and then the promo code is I am Clovis and that'll get you 20% off because he just, just launched. This is like a brand new launch, new product for him, which is exciting. We got new products spinning up out of that house every single day. I don't know if you guys saw Daniel Eisenman uh, did, had a successful Kickstarter launching his 100% grass-fed, grass-finished bison liver capsules. So that's really cool. Just a lot of cool stuff going on in that house. Um, I might be launching a new Amazon brand. Yes, I know that would be like five companies now. But anyway, um, thinking about that. So all is well, everybody. That's basically my little check-in. I'm going to talk to you a bit about MedChoice here because we have a question about turmeric. So that's some housekeeping for you uh, with Clovis. But yeah, so I'm going to be asking you guys questions for these, these people. OMG, Wild Zora stuff is so good. I take it camping. That's Awesome. Yes. Uh, awesome. I'll tell her that. I'll tell you that you said that. You said that. Um, we have a very close mutual friend here, uh, Zora herself, and my mutual friend. And I'm really excited about it. Same with uh, Anara, who is the plastic surgeon that we're going to be um, hitting up to get on the show. I'm going to do these all in person, which is really great. I'm going to start doing these in-person conversations, very Joe Rogan-esque with two boom arms, big microphones, video. So it's going to get posted as video on YouTube and all those things. We might do them as Facebook Lives. I'm not sure. Um, and then there's going to go out as a podcast as well. So I'm just going to try to hammer 
a lot of guests. We can get Stephen Cowan on about his uh, Beyond Microgreens product. We'll probably get Daniel on to tell his story about coming back from the vegan diet. Um, yeah, so all good stuff happening. So that's basically some housekeeping for you. Uh, Masterclass is coming for Coach Clovis Coaching Certification. It's going to be great. Michelle, hell yes, I can't wait to hear what the plastics doc has to say. Yeah, that, I'm really excited about that. So our mutual friend has already given me like a full-blown masterclass in plastic surgery. Shit I did not even know was like a thing. No idea. There's also a staggering amount of males doing plastic surgery, like literally like abdominal implants, pec implants, calf implants. And it's just so interesting is the body dysmorphia is crazy. There's another, uh, there's a documentary coming out called Big Orexia, B-I-G-O-Rexia, B-I-G-O-R-E-X-I-A, Big Orexia. Um, watch the trailer for that on YouTube. It looks fucking terrifying, but it is kind of reverse body dysmorphia, like women that um, want to be smaller and smaller and smaller. There are men that want to be bigger and bigger and bigger, freakishly big, very scary human beings with a lot of injectables and all these crazy things. Um, so anyway, I'm just, uh, became pretty fascinated by this plastic surgery thing. And I also didn't realize the number of women doing it, like just everything from like lip injections to Botox injections. Some people are doing Botox in their armpits so that they don't sweat, which is a fucking terrible idea. Um, but anyway, just things like that. So we'll talk to, uh, Anara about that. And I'll be hitting you guys up for questions. So please, please pay attention in the I Am Clovis groups. When I ping you, hit me with those questions so we can have really fantastic um, conversations with these guests in person, right? There's gonna be a lot more, a lot more podcast stuff coming because I know you guys love the podcast. But honestly, it's just, it's been crazy. I got pulled away from the podcast and really all of content creation just to deal with these products, the product launch and all that and the manufacturing behind the scenes. It's just been like really, really crazy. It's 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 difficult. It's, it's hard as shit running companies. Uh, but anyway... So, all right, let's see here. I'm going to dig into some questions. I've given up my Botox. Maybe she can change my mind. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see. All right, so let me see here. I got to pull up these questions and we'll dive in because I feel like I got a lot to cover today. These are really great questions. So let's hit this one first. We're going to talk about turmeric. Speaking of companies, right? Because uh, I have a new turmeric brand. Question. Turmeric is the new superfood trend, and I've noticed more and more products are adding it. It's in teas, shakes, supplements, smoothies, mustard, etc. Is there such a thing as too much turmeric? Okay, is there such a thing as too much turmeric? Yes. The short answer is yes, of course. Of course there is. There's certainly such a thing as too much turmeric. Um, there's such a thing as too much anything, right? We know there's such a thing as too much water. If you drink if you drink a couple gallons of distilled water with no electrolytes in your system, you could die, right? So you can overdo anything. Um, I do know that turmeric is basically one of the safest compounds ever studied, literally. I, I think there's over, there's over 12,500 peer-reviewed articles on turmeric. Uh, so if you were to like search PubMed for turmeric, you'd be like absolutely overwhelmed by what's there. It's one of the most studied things of all time. It's really crazy. Uh, and I don't think, I mean, you can definitely overdo turmeric. You can have some like some dizziness, some diarrhea, things like that. It's kind of like um, water-soluble vitamins, right? If you overdo vitamin C, you're not going to die, but you're going to get really nasty diarrhea and it's not fun. But that's ingestible vitamin C, not IV. IV is a little bit different. But again, so we're talking about ingestibles here. If you ingest a bunch of turmeric, you're probably going to have... Uh, not too fun of a time, if I had to guess. You can absolutely overdo turmeric. But as far as I know, I don't think it's problematic unless you're taking like a boatload. Like let's say, you know, I think the clinical studies show 3,000 milligrams or more a day is what's going to lead to some unpleasant symptoms. But again, it's not even, it's not going to kill you. I don't know what the LD50 is 
Um, I've used this term before in podcasts, LD50 is lethal dose at 50, meaning that the dose of a certain compound that will kill 50% of the population, that's called lethal dose at 50. So there's an LD50 for water, there's an LD50 for sodium, there's an LD50 for Tylenol, which is very small. Um, so I don't know what the LD50 is for turmeric. I'd imagine it's staggeringly high. You would probably vomit and throw up and all this stuff before you ever had any real negative consequences from this. Um, now, 3,000 3, milligrams a day probably sounds like a lot, really, if you think about it, right? Um, the Clovis Superfood has 100 milligrams of turmeric root extract. So that's a tenth of a gram. So 3,000 milligrams would be three grams. It sounds in, like an awful lot until you really think about like what uh, this is Jenny who asked this question. What Jenny's talking about here is companies are putting turmeric in everything. It's just this idea that you know if a little bit of something is good, a whole lot of something must be even better. And that's just not true in this case. But that said, again, it's, it's a very well-studied compound. There are a ton of health benefits, over 12,500 peer-reviewed articles. And the big thing that I think about here is turmeric is a staple in two things that I love very much. Ayurvedic medicine and traditional Chinese medicine, which means turmeric has been being used in these disciplines. I basically trust anything that comes from Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine is thousands of years older than our current Western medical system. And turmeric's been a staple in that forever, which is a really good thing. So I like that. And the primary driver of all these health benefits is something called curcumin. Curcumin is found in turmeric, but it's less than 3%. So like curcumin is really the absorbable aspect of turmeric that has all these health benefits, but it's less than 3% of the turmeric itself. So that's why companies like mine, like Clovis, or like I use a turmeric root extract, or my company MedChoice, we actually give you 150 milligrams of per, uh, pure curcumin. So when you see curcumin or turmeric root extract in a supplement, it'll usually say like extracted to 95% curcuminoids or something like that. So you, you're getting basically pure curcumin, which is where all these health benefits are coming from. So let's talk about some of those health benefits. There's um, one in particular that's super powerful. It's been proven to be 400 times, what? That's crazy. 400 times more effective than metformin at lowering blood glucose levels. That's freaking crazy, right? Because metformin, I don't know if you guys are familiar with metformin. If you have a type 2 diabetic in your life, you're probably familiar with metformin. Um, it's it's prescribed, it's a prescription pharmaceutical drug for basically all type 2 diabetics to lower blood glucose levels. And we're looking at turmeric being 400 times more powerful. That's insane, right? It has anti-cancer properties. I know that turmeric has been studied for mood orders and depression. Um, it regulates cholesterol levels. It decreases pain, joint pain. It's anti-inflammatory. All these things. It's crazy. But the big thing that I need you guys to talk about, I need you guys to understand here, anybody that is going to take turmeric or curcumin or really any other supplement, even these herbs and spices that come from the world of Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine, I think of these herbs and spices from Ayurvedic medicine, let's say, as pharmaceutical drugs. Drugs. So they're not curing anything. Like we know that pharmaceutical drugs don't cure anything. If we look at herbs and spices and these, these root these little roots and everything, turmeric root and ginger and all these things, we know that they're not actually curing anything. If they work like a pharmaceutical drug, it's like you have a symptom and this thing helps with the symptom. It's not actually curing anything. So I don't really use them as preventatives. Like I'll use them when necessary. The reason why turmeric is so popular right now is because everybody's dealing with tremendous inflammation issues because they eat like diggity diggity dog shit, right? So if you're going to eat like dog shit, you're going to have a ton of inflammation. And then turmeric is probably really going to help you. Where someone like me, 
I don't benefit all that much from turmeric unless I'm dealing with like an acute injury. Like I trained jujitsu today. I'm sore as shit. I am definitely going to take MedChoice turmeric tonight, but I'm going to explain to you why I'm going to take it tonight. So this is a good example, right? These anti-inflammatories and antioxidants, all these things. Let's say you do a crazy hard workout and then immediately after you're like, I'm going to be inflamed from this workout. So you take a bunch of turmeric and you take vitamin C or something like that. Those are so powerful, they can negate the benefits of the workout completely, which is nuts. And that's because what we're doing is we're causing some level of oxidative stress and some level of inflammation when we're exercising. This is a beneficial stressor. So this goes back to my podcast I've done on like appropriate demand equals beneficial response, right? If you put an appropriate demand on the body and stress it in a healthy way, let's say lifting weights or getting in the sauna or a cold, a cold plunge or something like that, these are all like these hormetic stressors or environmental stressors that are very good for the body. There's no molecules going in your body. It's just causing a stress response in the body. And the body, you stress the body in a healthy way, it adapts and it gets stronger. But if you dump a bunch of turmeric or into your system post-workout, let's say, like just dump a bunch of, of turmeric, you're going to blunt the inflammation, you're going to blunt the oxidative stress, and you're going to actually negate the workout. There are clinical studies on this. that With vitamin C alone, you can negate all the positive benefits from a workout just by hyperloading a bunch of vitamin C. After, let's say, you take 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C immediately after a workout, you're not going to get the same benefit from that workout because it's an antioxidant, right? So that said, uh, just some some recommendations for you guys. You can overdo turmeric. So if you're gonna take a turmeric supplement, I wouldn't do I, like mine. MedChoice, the the MedChoice turmeric garlic ginger supplement that we have has 1,400 milligrams of turmeric, 150 milligrams of pure curcumin, uh, which is where most of those health benefits come from. And I wouldn't dose that more than once per day. Now the other thing is I wouldn't take turmeric right before a workout and I wouldn't take turmeric right after a workout. I would wait at least three hours after an intense workout to take any kind of anti-inflammatory or antioxidant because I don't want to blunt those beneficial effects that come from the exercise. So for me, like I trained a bunch of jujitsu today. I haven't trained jujitsu in nine months. I am sore as shit. Like my back hurts. My hands are killing me just from like gripping. I'm not used to that level of gripping. The guys out here at Easton Training Center are fucking savages. Um, so I got lit up pretty hard by some black belts today. <laughs> I got my ass handed to me. Um, so I'm pretty sore today. But that was at noon. And I'll probably take a full dose of my MedChoice turmeric tonight before bed. I like to take turmeric before bed. It helps heal, recover, lowers inflammation, lowers blood glucose in the evening. It's, it's kind of nice. There's a lot going on there. But again, like if I worked out at 8 p.m. and went to bed at 10 p.m., I probably wouldn't take that turmeric. Um, I don't work out that late ever. So I recommend like an afternoon workout or if you do a morning workout and then take some turmeric that evening before bed to help you recover, you can absolutely do that. But yes, you can overdo turmeric. I definitely wouldn't do more than like one dose of the med choice per day. Um, that's just me. But again, there's no clinical studies showing real harm to these things unless you were going to take, you know, 3,000 milligrams or something like that or something high. So I wouldn't be too worried about it. I'm so nervous about this live video. I'm literally just like, please work. Please just work and be good be helpful and it's weird like it keeps i keep getting this thing that says your internet connection was restored i'm like what are you talking about i have full-blown internet connection this is ridiculous so um i don't know maybe some facebook troubles or something let's talk about vaccines and masks and all that sort of shit and see how quick the facebook live gets shut down <laughs> right all right let me see i'm gonna have just one window here and see if i can see these comments and then um, I'm going to dig into another question. So we had a question about muscle glycogen. We had a question about, uh, basically, we're talking about blood glucose, really, and liver glycogen. It's a question from Thanksgiving. So if you guys have any questions at all, or you want me to comment further on turmeric or curcumin or anything like that, just hit me in the comments. 
and we'll cover that. So let's dig into this one. Question, after eating carb heavy during Thanksgiving and through the weekend, that's what I love. Thanksgiving is never one day, right? We live in America, everybody. Thanksgiving is never one day. Thanksgiving is usually 14 fucking days. Let's be honest. Everybody pretends Thanksgiving is one day, but it's usually 14 days, right? Or or it's the rest of the year. It's the day that people say, fuck it and go the rest of the year, right? Eating that way. But anyway, I'm just teasing you guys. All right. After eating carb heavy during Thanksgiving and through the weekend, I'm back on track on Monday. The question is, is there a way to speed up emptying the glycogen store I built up eating the carbs? Should I be eating less carbs than my macros call for for a few days? Or is the answer just the lapse of time and sticking to the plan? Okay, so fantastic question. I really love this. Um, the the thing is, the, the answer is like yes, no, maybe so, everything in between, depending on how you feel and what you want to do. So a couple of things to talk about here is I really want to make the, um, I guess, specify muscle glycogen versus liver glycogen. So people talk about glycogen and they think about something like exercise, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna decrease my muscle glycogen or something like that. Muscle glycogen and, and liver glycogen are two very different things. You can only store maybe, I think 400 grams of total glycogen in all your muscles. And those stores really just exist in case shit goes wrong. Um, glycogen is there in case you have to you know, sprint away from a lion or something like that. It's meant for emergency situations. I talk about this in the Clovis Masterclass that you guys are going to see. It's basically like in case of emergency break glass. Like when you see a fire extinguisher, you don't want to have to touch that fire extinguisher, but you're glad it's there. That's what muscle glycogen is like. Um, or today when I'm rolling jujitsu, after, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes of rolling jujitsu, I'm going to be tapping into gly- muscle glycogen because I'm just spent and my dietary energy gas tank is basically out. Um, so there's muscle glycogen. And then what people are talking about when it comes to getting fat or glucose being converted into triglycerides and pushed out into the bloodstream, we're now talking about liver glycogen. So liver glycogen is a whole different ballgame and it actually decreases very quickly. So let's say you have been Clovis for some lengthy period of time or something like that. Then you're basically a low carb person. And you're going to be able to deplete your glycogen stores very quickly, regardless of how much you have eaten, right? So here's the thing. Here's the trick is if you eat a thousand grams of carbohydrates, you can't store that in your body. <laughs> like if you eat a thousand net carbs, you can't store it in your body. You just can't, right? You, the, the average liver can store, if you are a giant person, you're going to store like 80 to 100 grams of glucose in the liver before the liver has to do something with that, before it has to start converting it into body fat, or maybe you go for a run or something and burn some of that off, but even running is basically aerobic, so that's a terrible idea. We'll get into how to really hack this. Um, But glycogen is just wildly misunderstood. It just really is. Because if you think about it, like you can't, you just can't store a thousand grams of glucose in your liver. It's not gonna happen. And for most people who are eating a low carb diet, Within 16 to 24 hours of a pure fast, and I was even black coffee is allowed to black coffee or teas, let's just call it a water fast, right? Um, you're going to deplete that glycogen. You're going to basically be, you could actually get into ketosis 16 to 24 hours after. So I wouldn't recommend eating less carbohydrates or not hitting your macros for several days or anything like that. I wouldn't do it that way. Now, a 16 to 24 hour fast after a Thanksgiving meal is a fantastic idea. Or if you went ham all weekend, I mean, arguably, if you went crazy all weekend and ate a ton of hundreds of carbohydrates every single day, then like some of that is going to get packaged up into triglycerides and it's going to get shot out into your bloodstream. No big deal. You're not going to get obese in three days. It doesn't work that way. Um, But 
yeah, that's definitely going to happen because you can only store so much glycogen in your liver. So the quickest way to deplete it is just once, let's, like you said, back on track on Monday. So if we had had this conversation on Sunday, I would have said like, hey, finish your last meal of the day from Sunday at like 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. And then just go, I would say at least 18 to 24 hours. Like do a 24 hour fast. You're going to dump that liver glycogen and you're basically back at baseline at that point. Now, there is a hack for that. There's a serious hack for glycogen. And I actually proved this with my continuous glucose monitor. I wore a Dexcom uh, about a year and a half ago for like a month of summer. I wore a Dexcom monitor and you guys remember I was doing carb testing. I tested sourdough bread. I tested blueberries and I tested beets and um, chickpeas and like all sorts of shit. I just tested a bunch of carbohydrates, pure sugar, all that, right? And one of the highest glucose spikes I got was from blueberries. So I ate 50 grams net carbohydrates worth of blueberries, which was a boatload of blueberries, like cups and cups of blueberries. And my blood glucose spiked all the way to 164. So my blood glucose was like diabetic levels, like crazy up there, 164. And I did a 15 minute workout and I plummeted that glucose from 164 to 75. Think about that. 164 glucose to 175 in a 15 minute workout. So I definitely know how to deplete glucose levels in the body. I am a monster at this. And this is how you biohack it. It's something called body weight demand training. I've been screaming from the rooftops about body weight demand training for years now, literally years. I've been talking to you guys about minimum effective dose fitness. The thing about body weight demand training is you could do this every day and never have to do any other type of workout ever as long as you live and you'll be the fittest version of yourself that you can possibly be. You don't fucking need CrossFit. You don't need jujitsu. You don't need powerlifting. You don't need bodybuilding. You don't need running. You don't need yoga. You don't need any of it. You could literally just do this 15-minute workout that I just told you about. You could do it every day or six days a week and take one day off and be like perfectly physically fit. Why doesn't anybody do this? There's two people in Clovis that I know that do this. They don't do it because it sucks. <laughs> it's super painful. And most people don't have the mindset to be able to push through that level of pain. They just don't, honestly, that's just me. Like, maybe I sound like a dickhead here, um, but most people are not gonna push through that level of pain. I am a strange person. I know that, right? And I have 18 plus years of training under my belt and every modality you could possibly think of, right? I got went and got beat up by black belts today. So it is very, very painful to do this type of body weight demand training. Most people don't want to do it. So that's why they don't, right? But it's the ultimate hack for lowering glucose levels. If everybody did body weight demand training after their Thanksgiving meal, um, I mean, they might have thrown up from the jump squats because it's brutal, but that is the hack. That's like the ultimate hack. Think about that. 164 blood glucose to 75 blood glucose in 15 minutes. That's, it's a 54% drop in blood glucose in 15 minutes. That changes my entire physiology. Literally, the, biochemic, the biochemical reactions that are going on in my body were completely changed, completely changed, just by a 15-minute workout, very specific type of workout. And I've told you guys this before. So if I'm doing push-ups, I'm gonna go max push-ups, as, as many push-ups as I can do. I'm gonna rest 20 seconds. Then I'm gonna do as many push-ups as I can do again. I'm gonna rest 20 seconds. I'm gonna do as many push-ups as I can do again. Rest 20 seconds. Then I'm gonna hold a halfway push-up for as long as I can until I collapse. Then I'm gonna rest 20 seconds. Then I'm gonna do a negative push-up, lowering as slowly, as slowly, slowly as I can, as slow as humanly possible, crawling like a snail, until I collapse again. Then I'm done push-ups. The same thing. We do push-ups, we do pull-ups, and then we do jump squats. Jump squats is the only one that's different. It's just as many jump squats as you can do in 30 seconds, 
rest 30 seconds. As many jump squats as you can do in 30 seconds, rest 30 seconds. Many jump squats, again, so three rounds of as many jump squats as you can do. The basic body weight demand training is just push-ups, pull-ups, and jump squats. That's it. But every single one, so you're going to do the pull-ups exactly like I told you to do the push-ups. As many pull-ups as possible, rest 20 seconds. As many pull-ups as possible, rest 20 seconds. As many pull-ups as possible, rest 20 seconds. Hold a pull-up in the halfway position, hanging there until you completely fail. Rest 20 seconds. Jump up over the bar and lower yourself as slowly as possible until you completely fail and let go. Then you're done pull-ups. So the order is push-ups, pull-ups, jump squats. If you do that, you will be the fittest version of yourself. And you can do it literally every day. And it's all you need. I don't give a shit how much you love CrossFit or you love bodybuilding or you love running or you love this or you love that. The fact of the matter is you can get fit, absurdly fit and absurdly lean and muscular in 15 minutes a day. Anyone who tells you anything other than that does not understand the human body. They don't. They don't understand the human body. They don't understand the different types of muscle fibers. They don't understand. That's it. It's all you have to do, okay? So anyway, that's the hack if you really want to lower. I'm ranting now. But if you really want to lower glucose levels or deplete lip, not only liver glycogen, but actually deplete some of that muscle glycogen, that's the way to do it. These completely ridiculous workouts to failure. Now, sometimes I'll do those three moves. The 15-minute version that I did, those three moves should take you 10 minutes. The 15-minute version I did, I did um, five different exercises. There are five different exercises doing that. I did like literally like handstand push-ups and all this crazy stuff to get that 54% plummet in blood glucose, but you can do it. I assure you with just push-ups, pull-ups, and jump squats. Now, if you can't do pull-ups, you literally just get a stool and jump over your, get your chin over the bar and lower as slowly as you can until you fail. Rest 20 seconds, do it again. Like just start with these little baby steps and you're still going to dump muscle glycogen that way. But the thing is, there's a misconception about this too, because you never run out of muscle glycogen. Like there, it's, there's, it just doesn't happen. You can't run out of glucose in the body. If you run out of glucose in the body, you die straight up because these erythrocytes, these specific types of red blood cells can only use gl glucose. They can't use ketones. This is why you can, you don't need carbohydrates in your diet because you can create as much glucose as necessary inside the body endogenously. So literally without glucose, you die. So you never run out of muscle glycogen. That doesn't happen. So you can deplete muscle glycogen in a very significant way, and then gluconeogenesis is going to kick in, and the body's not only going to make enough glucose to meet the energy demands, it's going to strip your glycogen, and then gluconeogenesis is going to go on at the same time. So it's pulling muscle glycogen while the liver's over here spinning up and creating new glucose, spitting that into the bloodstream, the glycogen from the stored muscle glycogen is getting spit into the bloodstream, and you're meeting energy demands. I'm ranting right now because I love biochemistry. So anyway, um, yeah, interesting stuff. What do we got here? Where can we view the view out? Yep, if I can't do pull-ups, there you go. Explain pull-ups. Uh, I need to learn to do a pull-up. Yeah, that's pull-ups are super easy. Super, super, super easy. Um, GMB, GMB for uh, gold medal bodies. They have a great pull-up tutorial on YouTube. They have an article that's a great pull-up tutorial. Um, and everybody kind of trains these wrong, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if I can show you, if my shirt will allow it, but basically like if you're just hanging, you need to learn to engage your lats. Like people will see me doing pull-ups when I put posts on Instagram. And before I pull up, this happens. Like my shoulders just sink back in the sockets and they lock in to make sure that I'm engaging the lats. And you can literally do that and just lift your feet a couple inches off the ground just by like 
pumping those lats, like really just using your lat muscles, and you'll have a pull-up in no time. And then those negatives, lowering for those negatives work really well. Pull-ups are quick. It's it, it, quick. I mean, like, it's quick to learn them. Assuming that, like, I mean, if you're morbidly obese, yeah, I, I'm not going to get you to do pull-ups very quickly. I'm sorry. It's just the way things go. Um, but most people who are here commenting and stuff, I can actually absolutely get you to do pull-ups pretty quickly. Work your way up. What about push-ups? Same thing. How do you modify a push-up? Most women do push-ups on their knees, right? Um, some people can't do push-ups on their knees, so I lean them against the wall, do push-ups against the wall. And of course, the closer your feet are to the wall, the easier it becomes to do a push-up against the wall. The further your feet go move away from the wall, the harder it is to do a push-up against the wall. Once you can do a push-up against the wall really well, uh, do push-ups on a coffee table or do push-ups on a couch or a bed or something so your body's basically at like a 45 degree angle so against the wall is going to be more of an angle against a couch or bed you're going to lean down a little bit further that's before you get down on the ground then you can get on your knees to make the angle a little bit better i actually really like you using something like yoga blocks or furniture or something like that because on the knees push-ups you're just not doing shit okay <laughs> it's just it's really not most people that do knee push-ups they don't engage their chest muscles at all so like your chest and your abs are really what's doing the majority of the work if you do a proper push-up at shoulder width, like when you're coming down like this with your elbows at your side and people you see people doing this bullshit push-ups, they're not doing push-ups, right? So you really come down elbows at the side. This is what we call like a military, like strict push-up. That's where you're really engaging your front of your shoulder muscles. You're engaging your triceps. You're engaging your chest. You're engaging your abdominal muscles. Knee push-ups take all of that away. So if you are against the wall, but you're in that plank position straight or against your bed in that plank position or against the coffee table or whatever you need to put your, or if you have a weight bench, you can go against the weight bench and do it. Put yourself in an angle where it makes it easier, but you're still engaging your abs, engaging your core, engaging your pecs and all that stuff, right? You want to get the actual muscles for a push-up. On the knees is a little bit ridiculous, right? It just really doesn't do much um, and you're not going to get the same results honestly i just don't like push-ups on the knees like let's work towards what you're working towards you're never trying to get better at knee push-ups you're trying to get better at strict push-ups so let's just modify the strict push-up and put your body in the position of a strict push-up makes sense right doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do push-ups on your knees just kind of silly but anyway you can modify any of these things to to do them however you want to so let's dig in here pull-up program is half off on movement fix oh that's awesome that's great yeah go grab it um what about squats what do you mean what do you mean what about squats um, the jump squats. So we're talking about jump squats. If you can't do jump squats, then just do body weight squats. Um, jump squats are amazing, but a jump squat is basically you are in a deep squat. You jump up into the air, hands overhead, land and smoothly move into the jump squat. So jump squats look like this. Jump squats don't look like jump, stop, squat, jump, stop, squat, jump. They don't look like that. You just deep squat, jump, land softly straight into the squat. It's smooth jumping like this. I have a lot of videos of me doing this online, just jumping up and down. And just so you know, um, no, jump. I don't have a video of jump squats in the I Am Clovis member section. But anyway, yeah, you're just jumping and landing smoothly. Like you can literally just YouTube jump squats and you'll figure it out, right? But if you can't do jump squats, just do bodyweight squats. Do bodyweight squats as many as you can in 30 seconds, rest 30 seconds, as many as you can, 30 seconds, rest 30 seconds, as many as you can for 30 seconds, and then you're done. That's it. Uh-oh. Not true. Am I still here? Let me make sure I'm here. Okay, I'm still here. I just got a warning message. I don't know what is going on with the internet here. I'm not to talk to them, so I'm paying to be in this place. Damn it. Um, what else we got? Thoughts on kickboxing? Depends. Um, it's just fancy cardio. 
<laughs> uh, it's really fancy cardio. Like there's n nowhere that you walk in and they teach kickboxing. Are they actually teaching you kickboxing? They're teaching you how to break a sweat, right? You could learn some things like you can learn how to throw some kicks and stuff like that. Um, but like, for instance, like if you're looking for self-defense, I think any kind of striking um, training for a self-defense purpose is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Like I'm a very well-trained boxer and I'm a very well-trained uh, jujitsu fighter and I'm not going to use that shit in a street fight. Like I'm not. So it depends on what you want kickboxing for. If you want kickboxing for just the health benefits, of, like bouncing around and sweating like crazy, you'll lose some weight kickboxing for sure. You're going to burn a zillion calories. Um, so yeah, not a bad idea. It just depends on what you're optimizing for. So most people really want to improve their body composition, in which case I would put them into some form of weightlifting or this body weight demand, body weight demand training that I just told you is going to yield better results for you than kickboxing in terms of body composition. Like if you want like a lean muscular physique, if like, if that's what you're looking for, you want to burn the body fat, muscular physique, um, kickboxing isn't going to do that for you. It just isn't. Um, it actually can be problematic for people because you burn so many calories doing something like kickboxing, that then you end up in a situation where you're under eating and you really can't build muscle that way. So a lot of people are just obsessed with fat loss and they're not thinking about building muscle. But if you want better body composition, it's imperative that you build muscle. You just have to. You absolutely have to. And just living at like this crazy caloric deficit where you're burning a bunch of kickboxing and and you're not eating enough, that's going to be a problem. We're going to talk about some food intake stuff here because I have a question about um, uh, hormones. We're going to dig into hormones. So you guys have any questions about this fitness stuff? Or uh, actually, the whole, it wasn't even about this crazy. I go off these crazy rants. This is why I love your questions so much because it gets my brain spinning about things you didn't even ask me about. But basically, to deplete liver glycogen, the best way to do it after Thanksgiving or three days of eating like a ton of carbs or something, it's just a 16 to 24 hour fast. I'd probably recommend like 18 to 24 hours, honestly. Um, so yeah, if you went crazy all weekend, let's say we were talking on Sunday, 5 p.m. Sunday, shut it down and then fast 18 to 24 hours and go back to hitting your macros. I wouldn't spend multiple days not hitting your macros just because you went a little crazy this weekend. So um, hope that helps. If you started bodyweight demand training, how long would you have to do it on average to get peak physical performance for you? Four weeks? Uh, that's a crazy question. So there's no, there's no telling something like that because bodyweight demand training, your peak performance improves every single day. Um, it has to. It's the entire concept of peak physical performance. So for instance, like for you to ask me, what is your peak performance? I don't know. I don't know what your peak performance is right now. I don't know what it would look like four weeks from now. I don't know what it would, what it would look like 12 weeks from now. Um, 12 weeks from now, if you do it consistently six days a week, you will probably be astronomically more fit than you are right now. It's probably X. I'm talking exponential, like literally exponential. Um, I think you get results way, way faster than any other form of working out. Here we are again, everybody. Not good. So uh, I have determined that this is a Facebook problem. 100% uh, it's a Facebook problem because Facebook gave me a message and said, we're really sorry. We're experiencing a technical error and we're working on our end to get it fixed, which means this is a Facebook problem, not a internet problem or not my computer problem, which is good news, I guess, but also really irritating. I'm sorry for the problems. I can't apologize enough. This shit is really irritating. Um, so I'm going to go here again. I'm going to grab this link and I'm going to share it in I am Clovis yet again. For the love of Pete. Who's Pete? Why does everybody love him? It's fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> fucking Mark Zuckerberg. How many billions of dollars does it take to go live in Clovis, you son of a bitch? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just ranting. Um, but, yeah, I, let's answer the question, right? Glucose. How do you deplete glucose levels uh, after going crazy and feasting? Just 18 to 24 hour fast. That's what I would do. Reset it. Don't not hit your macros or any of that stuff. Um, 
Let's dig in here. 718. I got a few minutes left for you. And I got a really cool question. So I'm going to hit that. Question. I've been listening to Dr. Anna Kabeka. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts or suggestions on how to balance women's hormone levels during perimenopause? Um, yes, 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 yes. One, 100%. Okay. Um, so the first thing you got to do, number one, is you got to read the book of mind of your own. I've been screaming about this for three years now on the podcast. Every living female on planet earth, if you have not read the book of mind of your own, you are doing yourself a massive disservice, a massive disservice. I very rarely say this about books. You need to read a mind of your own by Dr. Kelly Brogan. If you are a female and you have a pulse. That's how important it is. You need to read this book. I'm not kidding you. Like the woman is brilliant and she's doing fantastic work just through lifestyle intervention. So when you read a mind of your own, you're going to find out that the best way to balance female hormones is nutrition. And the nutrition protocol that she lays out for you is basically Clovis. <laughs> it's like straight up Clovis. So you have to know this going in that the best way to give yourself the best chance possible of having balanced hormones is going to be nutrition. That's number one, okay? So let's start there. Dr. Kelly Brogan, A Mind of Your Own, read the book now. If you have not read it, move it to the top of your list if you're a female. Number two, there's a book by Dr. Anthony J called Estrogeneration. You absolutely must read Estrogeneration if you're a female with a pulse. Really, anybody with a pulse should read Estrogeneration, but females in particular because you have so many beauty products and different scents and sprays and fucking essential oils all over the place like there's just so much going on um that you really need to know what you're putting on your skin what you're putting in your in your body and all these things and your hair even this stuff is really really important so i would say number one is getting the nutrition down which is going to be clovis and number two is going to be removing things that act as estrogenics estrogenics are thing in the things in the environment that mimic estrogen it's a real problem there's a reason why like there's a there's an outbreak of um an epidemic we'd call it of like early onset puberty in children is because of all these estrogenic problems. It's um, estrogenic compounds. It's a huge, huge problem. The medical mainstream's answer to it is to lower the age of normal puberty, which is insane. That's psychotic and that should not be allowed. Um, so read Estrogeneration. It's absolutely a must read and a mind of your own is a must read. Okay. So after you've read those two books, Really, if I had to come up with a plan for exactly what I would do if I were a female, perimenopause or not, really, or literally postmenopause or a young female, right? A young, fertile female, right? I would say number one is Clovis. For sure, number one is Clovis. I don't know how many, let's see, I'm just going to count on my fingers. Number one would be Clovis. I would absolutely make Clovis first and foremost, no cheating. Give yourself at least 60 to 90 days to see what the hell you feel like without a goddamn cheat day thrown in every five fucking days. It drives me nuts, right? So really give your body a chance to recover with strict Clovis. Number two, I would remove all of the estrogenic compounds. You'll see that in Estrogeneration, he has like a gold plan, a silver plan, and a bronze plan. I think there's a platinum plan, right? But even the bronze plan is going to absolutely change your life, 100% change your life. So do that. Read Estrogeneration. Pick one of those plans for removing estrogenics from your environment. So Clovis, remove estrogenics. Number three, I would say vitamin D. Definitely, definitely, definitely supplement vitamin D. There's a lot in the news. Finally, after nine months, we're talking about vitamin D deficiency being an epidemic and one of the primary drivers of death via COVID. Vitamin D deficiency is virtually everyone. Literally everyone in America right now is probably living with a vitamin D deficiency. So 
get your vitamin D levels tested. It's going to say 25 hydroxy, right? So get your vitamin D levels tested. And what I want to see is somewhere between 60 to 90. It's nanograms per milliliter, I think is how they measure vitamin D. And I want to see between 60 to 90. The national average is like 30. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Like, there was virtually nobody that died from COVID that didn't have a vitamin D deficiency. It's insane, right? So just so you guys know, I ran my labs back in October. My vitamin D level is 86.5. So I like to see between 60 to 90 for a vitamin D level. I'm living at 86.5 and I feel great. It's awesome, right? Most people, if you test yourself vitamin D right now, I can virtually assure you that if you were above 40, I'd be fucking stunned. I'd be stunned. And I've looked at a lot of blood work, everybody, right? So if you were above 40 on your vitamin D level, I'd be absolutely stunned. So I would try to find a way to test your vitamin D. So number one, Clovis. Number two, removing estrogenic compounds. Number three, I would definitely say is your vitamin D level because vitamin D is a precursor for a bunch of different hormones in the body. Vitamin D basically acts like a hormone. So consider it a hormone in the body. The fourth thing I would say is sleep. Not just sleep, but sleep quality, right? We just talked about CBD. I love having an aura ring. Get an aura ring. Just suck it up. Spend the money. It's amazing. Get an aura ring. Track your sleep. It's fantastic. And get the best sleep quality possible. And this is huge. Sleep quality is just, it's it's a no-brainer um, for hormonal balance. Absolutely imperative that you get good sleep. All of the repair mechanisms. I like to say when you sleep, like think about like lymphatic drainage and all these things that are happening. It's like a Zamboni in between periods of a hockey game. Like it just comes out, you just like body's just like flushing itself, doing all sorts of repair, building yourself a new body during the night. You need deep sleep to do that. You need deep sleep cycles. So get an aura ring, figure out where your deep sleep is at. Now for women, for all of you watching this, if you don't have a badass set of blue blockers, like the fully red blue blockers, then stay off the phones and stay off the TV before you go to bed, right? Alcohol will wreck your sleep. Sleep, uh, uh, staring at screens is gonna wreck your sleep. Absolutely no social media, at least 90 minutes prior to bed. Do not check any social media. Don't check your email 90 minutes before going to bed. If you are gonna look at screens, like read on a Kindle or watch your favorite TV show with your family or whatever, I don't wanna take those times away from you. So just check out like, raw optics or true dark or whatever blue blockers you like best raw optics are the most stylish ones i really really like those um so pick up some raw optics blue blockers and uh yeah the eight sleep is amazing you can get an eight sleep bed if you want to i think it's totally worth it you spend literally something like 20 years or some crazy shit sleeping i don't even know what the statistic is why would you not spend 2500 on an amazing bed that improves your sleep every single night just doesn't make sense to me that people don't do these things. Like, trust me, you've spent $2,500 in your life on way dumber shit than an amazing bed that helps improve your deep sleep, okay? I assure you, you've done that. So we have Clovis, we have removing estrogenics, we have adequate vitamin D levels, we have sleep. The next thing that I really wanna talk about for balancing hormones is absolutely critical. That is eating enough fucking food, okay? Eating enough food. This is a huge deal. I had to throw profanity in there. It's that important, right? Because I want to give you an example. Like there, there is such an epidemic of undereating in our country. It's not even funny. I mean, the, I would, I would argue. Well, this is true actually. The number one reason for hypothyroid in America is undereating. The number one reason for hypothyroid in America is chronic undereating. I do not care what anybody says. That is what it is. And those of us in the know know that that's what's happening. It's simply a micronutrient deficiency due to lack of not eating enough food, lack of food, total food intake. It's crazy, right? I would say the number one reason for hypothyroid is simply chronic undereating, a chronic, staggeringly ridiculous, chronic 
caloric deficit. It's not good, right? It's really, really bad. So you have that issue. And then people talk about Hashimoto's thyroiditis, right? And they say like, oh, it's it's autoimmune conditions. It's an autoimmune condition. Yes, it's an autoimmune condition. Like autoimmune causes thyroid issues for sure through Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It's a big deal, right? It's very common. But under eating has got to be the number one thing for this, certainly. So again, let me recap. We have Clovis. Number one, we have removing estrogenics. We have adequate vitamin D levels. We have getting enough sleep. Number five, eating enough fucking food. This is so, so, so critical. It's absolutely critical, okay? So I'm going to walk you through this because I'm going to give you an example using athletes. If I work with athletes or even myself, like I don't call myself an athlete, but I train like six days a week. Right? between calisthenics and jujitsu and swinging kettlebells and you know going for hikes in one degree weather here in Colorado or jumping in the creek. It's just like I'm constantly stressing my body with all these environmental stressors. So that's the high end. I'm kind of at a crazy end of things. And then even if you have somebody who's training in a significant way, like three to four days a week, they need to eat way more calories than they think. So this is another reason why I would get the aura ring. The aura ring will tell you exactly what your caloric burn is every day. So let me give you an example here, right? Let's say we're talking about me. I want my minimum food intake, minimum, minimum, minimum food intake, where I'm probably still borderline starving myself, to be 30 calories per kilogram of body weight, minimum, minimum, okay? Now, granted, if you're a sedentary person, it's not going to be exactly the same here. But I would say for me, minimum, right? So if I were to look at that and say, so I weigh 165 pounds. So if you take your weight, and you divide it by 2.2, so that's uh, your total body weight, mine's 165, divided by 2.2, I get 75. If I multiply, that's my weight in kilograms times 30 calories. I'm looking at a minimum 2,250 calories a day, minimum. For me to be like a functioning human and have proper hormonal balance and everything, 2,250 calories a day. Now, I burn way more than that. I train virtually every day. Like if we dig into this right now, I'll pull up my aura ring data. So there's another reason why you should get an aura ring data. So look, I've burned 781 calories today. That's my, oh, it just updated, 866. That's my energy caloric burn on top of my BMR. So then if I click this and we go here, let me see if we can, ooh, the ring light's gonna get crazy. But yeah, 2,956 calories. So I've burned 2,956 calories today. So that means even if I'm trying to lose body fat, I would probably not want to eat less than 2,656 calories. It'd be a 300 calorie caloric deficit. That's a large caloric deficit. So I need to eat 2,656 calories today to, if I wanted to lose fat. Now, if I'm trying to gain any kind of muscle, I mean, shit, by this, I'd have to be eating at least 3,250 calories today. That's what I'd have to do, right? Just, just to meet the energy demands of my body. So it's really critical that you guys understand this. If you were to, if, if you're training... If you're going and walking multiple miles a day or you're getting 10,000 steps at work and then you're doing some Pilates and you're getting on a Peloton bike and you're doing this, that, the other thing, and you're eating 1,200 calories, you are fucked. Straight up fucked when it comes to hormonal balance. I promise you, it's going to be a real problem, like a real significant problem. So think about that. Like if you're training in any significant way, let's say you're lifting weights or you're doing Peloton stuff or whatever, and 
you get an aura ring and you type in, like I make sure to type in my activity level. I did jujitsu today. So I track that as a workout and it adds those calories when my aura ring is off because I don't wear my ring during jujitsu. So I track those calories by entering it. And look, I burned almost 3000 calories today. So if you stay on top of that with the aura ring, it's very easy to see how drastically you're under eating. And the reason I say this to you is because I've suffered tremendously for this. It's, it's the single biggest challenge of my entire health and wellness journey is eating enough. I have chronically undereaten in a significant way for years and really suffered the consequences. I mean, like tanked my testosterone, had thyroid issues, low libido, terrible sleep quality, all these things. And for the, but I love the activity level that I do and I don't want to stop the life, my lifestyle. I love my lifestyle. So I had to eat a shitload of food, a shitload of food. Like you would not believe the last four months. What I have had to do just to match, I've given myself a minimum of 2,500 calories a day, and I don't hit that every day. I honestly don't. Um, but what I have had to do has been nuts. I mean, like, I am stashing, like, Clovis-friendly snacks, like, in the glove box of my car. There's snacks in my backpack right now. I brought freaking protein shakes with me to the co-working space today. It's like I'm stopping at restaurants and stuff and doing the best I can of, like, getting, like, Chipotle. It was, like, some white rice with some steak or whatever. Like, I just need so many calories. It's insane. And I've literally just eating more than I've ever eaten, more frequently than I've ever eaten. I'm doing almost no intermittent fasting. I might intermittent fast like 13 hours a day, probably maximum. I'm eating so much food all the time and I feel amazing and I'm melting body fat. My body composition is better than it's ever been. If you guys see my, my workout videos on Instagram or whatever, like thrilled with my body composition, I feel great. I'm super strong, progressing in my calisthenics. My sleep is better. My HRV is better. I notice a significant dip in my HRV when I don't eat enough the day before. This is a huge huge, huge problem. I'll give you guys an example out here just for fun. Like I'm, I'm, I'm dating someone here in Colorado and she weighs 130 pounds and has like the body that all females would kill to have. She eats more food than I do consistently on a regular basis, eats more food than I do. And I'm just like, holy shit, it's blown my mind. And she literally just like eats healthy foods and exercises every day. And her, she loves the Peloton, right? Awesome. It's insane but she's literally eating more food than I do. It's crazy. So this, I've really had to like rewire my brain in a really significant way to understand this energy demand thing. Like if we can't meet the energy demands of our body and we're at too steep of a caloric deficit, the body goes into triage and the first thing it does is shuts down hormonal production. Like the thyroid takes a hit almost instantaneously when you're at a chronic caloric deficit. So it's really, really important to consider this. So if I spell out those five things, one, we have Clovis, eat Clovis, Two, remove the estrogenics from the environment. Three, get adequate vitamin D levels. Get tested and get between 60 to 90 nanograms per milliliter. Get quality sleep. Shoot for seven to eight hours a night if you can get it. Deep quality sleep, whatever you can do to improve deep sleep stages. Do that with an eight sleep or CBD or whatever you got to do. And then five, eat enough fucking food. It's a big deal. Eat enough food, okay? So that's huge. I just wanted to share that with you guys. But... Yeah, again, I'm going to wrap this up by just saying that was one of the biggest struggles of my life has been eating enough food. It's been a real problem. Um, so I've had to adjust, make real adjustments. I mean, I'm snacking constantly these days. And I work with multiple functional medicine doctors. I draw blood work all the time. I'm working with Wild Health. I know exactly what's going on in my body. I know that my labs are moving in the right direction. Literally, like, the more I stuff my face to the point where I'm like, I can't possibly eat more food than this. This is crazy. My health gets better. It's insane. It's insane. 
So I was just living at a chronic caloric deficit and way overtrained, training five, six days a week and just destroying my health. I feel amazing right now. I feel amazing. I ate a ton of food today because I trained jujitsu. Did an hour and 10 minutes of calisthenics yesterday. Did over an hour of training today and got beat up by a bunch of black belt savages out here and ate a shitload of food, right? So anyway, that's it. I'm just ranting and raving at this point. But eating enough food is a huge deal for the hormonal balance, okay? Sleep, remove estrogenics, adequate vitamin D levels. Uh, what else do I say? Uh, adequate vitamin D levels, sleep, and then eating enough food, okay? Big, big deal. So let's wrap this thing up before we have another problem and I get kicked off here. Where did the 1,200 calories a day come from? What does that mean? Um, I don't know what you're referring to. Um, like Clovis foods? All your food should come from whole foods, preferably, right? Um, I'm not sure exactly what that question means. The 12, I don't know what 1,200 calories you're referring to. Um, you don't want to be eating. Nobody here wants to be eating 1,200 calories a day. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. That's below the basal metabolic rate for all of you. This has been amazing information. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you guys are betting on me over Mark Zuckerberg. Yes, you could probably clone Mark Zuckerberg 10 times and put us all in a cage. I'm going to win that fight every time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this, yeah, this is great. Okay, so anyway, let's duck off before I get disconnected. Facebook is having some crazy problems tonight. I'm going to take this whole episode and I'm going to chop it up and put it into a cohesive podcast. I'll release this as a podcast just so you can listen to the whole thing uninterrupted. I think there's some really good information here. Um, but that balancing, we talked about balancing hormones. We talked about lowering glucose and glycogen levels in the body. We talked about turmeric supplementation. I think this is a big one. Um, just women and then being told they should only eat 1200 calories. Yeah, any woman that's eating 1200 calories is, is is wrong at this point. Like it just, uh, I would never, I, I've never given someone custom macros at 1200 calories or less. It does not happen. It just straight, like period. You could be four foot 10 and 115 pounds. Like you're, you're not going to get that low of calories. It's just not going to happen, right? Um, so that's a big deal. And the, the 1200 calories, wherever it comes from, it's still not enough. Um, maybe if you ate 1200 calories of like pure grass-fed beef liver and like pasture-raised eggs, maybe you could get enough micronutrients in 1200 calories, but still probably debatable that you could pull it off. Um, so that's the thing is the reason getting calories and macros is to consume micronutrients. I need you guys like, that's a very important thing for people to wrap their heads around is they're like getting, they get obsessed with macros. Total calories and macros are a vehicle for micronutrients. You see what I'm saying? So total calories and macronutrients are vehicles. It's like buses, cars, trucks, planes, whatever you want to think of that are carrying micronutrients. Micronutrients run the show. So if you eat 2000 calories of like wheat thins, you're just going to get fat. That's all that's going to happen. And you're going to have terrible hormonal problems and you're going to have an awful life. This is why the Clovis approved foods list is optimized for nutrient density. It's a really big deal. Okay. So total calories and macronutrients are vehicles for micronutrients to get you the micronutrients that you need. So even me, I burned 3000 calories today. If I ate enough 3000 calories of saltine crackers, my muscles would be completely deteriorated. They wouldn't be able to recover. I'd, I'd have no protein in my system, no healthy fats. I would feel like absolute shit if I did that. So the calories, where the calories come from is a huge, huge, huge deal. The 1200 calorie uh, a day thing, I don't know why that's the standard recommendation. It's fucking insane. Even if you look at nutrition facts, it's like based on a 2000 calorie per day diet. So if we took the average of all of America and said, how many calories does someone need for a per day maintenance? 2000 calories. Most women probably need 2,000 calories at maintenance, right? Or 1,600 or 1,800. I don't know where the 1,200 calories a day came from. It's absolutely insane. Probably from Jenny Craig 
or some other horseshit individual with no training, no knowledge of the human body, or from some dumbass doctor who also has no nutrition training, right? It probably came from somebody who has no clue what they're talking about. It's the same way of like, where did the food pyramid come, come from? I don't know. There wasn't a single nutritionist in the room when the food pyramid was created. It's just nuts, right? It's absolutely, it's crazy, right? So I don't know where, I don't know where the 1200 calories come. Oh, where did the 1200 calories a day come? I see your question is where did the recommendation of 1200 calories a day come from? Not what food did it come from? I just ranted reading that question wrong. Um, but anyway, I hope that helped. That got me to total calories and macronutrients are vehicles for micronutrients is really why you're eating that much food. Um, but I don't know where the recommendation, the standard recommend 1200 calories a day. I have no clue where that came from, but a lot of women are doing it. Um, if I had to pick like a, um, an overall most popular number for caloric intake, when women get to me, it's usually like 1200 calories. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. It's crazy. Don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. Get, get a custom plan from me. Go to iamclovis.com slash start. Just get a custom plan, know exactly what you're doing, get the results you want, no guesswork. Just go do it. You're going to love it, okay? That's it for me, and I'm gonna get out of here before we have another Facebook problem. Yes, Nicole, I'm glad that I sorted that out and read that. I was like, wait, where does the calories come from? That's a that's a, a pretty general question that I get. Like, where should your calories come from? Meaning what types of foods? So it short-circuited my brain there for a minute. But uh, some good info there. This is a great episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you learned a lot. I'm going to cut it into a podcast and put it out just because this I got kicked off four times. That's some kind of record for Clovis on Facebook Lives. So anyway, I love you guys. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to drive back up to the Magic Mountain house. Um, and that's it. I love you guys. Have a great night. Thank you for being here. I'll be in touch. All things Clovis and new podcasts and Clovis Masterclass and products. All the product labels have been redesigned, by the way, which is really cool. So the electrolytes are like teeny tiny little text, and I hated that. So I fixed the whole labels. You'll get new labels next time the electrolytes come. Anyway, awesome stuff. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Good night. Bye. Oh, I got a girl.